Don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes for my friends at the Amherst Inquisition. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes for my friends at the Amish Inquisition. Fucking hell, on that bombshell. We've yeah. just had a, our first cease and desist. <laughs> live, live on air. Wow, they're so quick. Fuck, why is my mic so loud? That's very loud. I've been out all day. Sorry, eavesdroppers. It's Armist Inquisition time yet again on Sunday, the 8th. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, the 8th of September. Praise wow. Jabalon. Hi. Fuck. I'm Armish Phil. I'm Armish Ben. And tonight we have a Matt Amish Matt isn't here. No, he's his not. His wife's got the shits. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a special. It's an interesting excuse, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we've got a special guest tonight, and tonight's guest is a MC and producer of Grime, Dubstep, Any drill? anything that goes. No, no drill. No drill. No. <laughs> Black and Decker. It's, <laughs> it's Rat J. Hello. Very, very pleased to be here. Thanks for having me down, guys. Appreciate it. It's all right. Giving you some hype. Blowing you up. I know. I've, 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 I've reached the big time now. <laughs> oh, fuck. How are you? You all right? Very good. Sorry, I'm just getting a bit lost in this beer at the moment. Getting lost in your beer. There's a song beer. there. It's, uh, it's, a lovely, it's a lovely beer, that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm good, thanks. What are you drinking? Um, some Cumberland Deep Golden Ale. Nice. We're on the classy, Jennings. we're on the classy stuff around there. Deep and golden. Boys. What else could Boys. you ask, ask for? Deep and golden ill. I've got like cloudy and vetted. <laughs> cloudy, vetted, and flat. Yeah. That's <laughs> why I like it. <coughs> you can follow Rat J on Twitter, can't you? You can indeed. At Rat J UK. Correct. You've been doing your research. YouTube is same. Rat J UK. But I have, I've not updated that in a long. No, it's all right. Time, but yeah, yeah. yeah you I like the fact that you've got all your social media and all your online presence has the same address. I, t- I tried my best. I think there's uh, there might be one that's not, but <laughs> it's something we haven't got. If I with. if I had OCD, that'd be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! So, what's new in the world of grime? Um... <laughs> It's actually, no, forget that. It's apparently it's, dead at the moment. I don't even know what grime is. Um, Fill me in. 
you give us like a right. potted history of all music? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. <laughs> and where grime fits in. Grime. Um, or dubstep or... Um, yeah, so yeah, so I'm uh, the stuff I make seems to be somewhere in the middle of um, grime and dubstep. Grime step. Uh, grime step. Grimy. <laughs> you might, grimy step. You might, you might have just started something there. Yes. <laughs> Don't talk about grime club. <laughs> First rule of grime club. Grime club. Wear rubber gloves. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Bring in Mister Muscle. <laughs> Go on. Sorry, um, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, well, grime and dubstep both originated sort of at a similar time in London. Um, offshoots of uh, UK Garage. You know anything oh, about yeah. Garage? So Solid Crew. Yeah, well, they were one of the first people to start doing something a bit a bit over on the darker side of it, which were uh, the darker side of Garage, which is where grime sort of evolved from. It's the lighter side of the Garage. <laughs> like, have you heard... Um, Rewind by Artful Dodger and yeah. oh, Bo Selector stuff like that. That's all right. like, and, yeah. uh, well, uh, Flowers by Sweet Female Attitude. Do you remember that tune? <laughs> no, <laughs> basically, it, like yeah, that was the that was the commercial sort of stuff, um, which was all, a, a lot of it was um, a bit housey and stuff like that. And then uh, I thought you said it was garage. Yeah, yeah, the garage <laughs> like. House and garage goes together. <laughs> They're attached, right, okay. In an, uh, to an extent. But yeah, so some people were getting a bit, um, I think, bored of the nicey-nicey stuff and uh, wanted to wanted to go a bit darker and also incorporate MCs a bit more. Right. So um, I remember the sort of mild controversy when Saw Solid Crew broke mm. because they were seen as like a gang. Yeah, yeah. And it was this relationship between music yeah. and the gang culture in the... East End of London. Still, um, still to an extent, grime has a lot of uh, a lot of issues with with that sort of thing. Um, there was a form called something like Six Nine Six a few years ago where they were shutting down a lot of um, raves and stuff before they'd even happened because right. of because of that. They would link form. In, they were, yeah, for, so you had to fill out a form before you were going to put on a raise. Ask permission. Say, this right. is, th- we're going to be playing this sort of music and you had to then put the names, addresses of all the people who'd be performing, the That's criminal right. records, all this sort of stuff. Blimey. And if the council found someone who you'd put down on the form, yep. who they were, or, the, or they had intel from the police, whatever, yep. saying this guy's been involved in something, whatever. Or they would they would strike your event down then. And you they would stop be able to it, put it on the day or two days before or whatever. They could just come up and say on police advice, this is no longer Shut happening. it down. So, but I, I don't know. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a cop out, really, um, on on the government and the police side of things. Really, just blaming it on people who are making music about their lives, really. So, <laughs> but on the other side of the coin as well, um, a lot of people they think of grime and it's all about MCs. But the stuff that I do, it's it's just instrumental. There's no there's a lot of it without vocals some of it has some of it i might get an mc on but originally it's all it's all about the instrumental yeah i think they're they're saying they have a problem with some of the lyrical content don't yeah. they yeah, yeah and that yeah. can be glamorizing street violence drug use yeah um pimping out my bitches but this has been as... going on for for years hasn't yeah it? With, sugar hill yeah, gang absolutely. sugar hill gang were doing it in the 70s and mozart probably <laughs> Well, the be- the the Beatles made a, made plenty of tunes about of taking drugs, didn't they? So, like, but yeah. I think um, 
Isn't it over the top sensitive censorship as well? It's, yeah. it's sort of sort of akin to book burning. There's loads of books out there with loads of yeah. nonsense in. Yeah, but and rather rather than getting to the root of the problem as well, I mean, you can't um, you can't almost blame somebody. You're a product of your environment, aren't you? So if you if you are making music about what you've done or what you've seen or what life you live, hmm. I don't. I, I understand that um, like the glamorizing of it is. Uh, it's probably well, it's definitely not a good thing. But no. if people are sort of taking the way, uh, taking themselves away from that life, and then making music, and then they're still getting scrutinised for it, then there's a bit of an issue, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, it gets a lot of bad press. Yeah, I think a lot of it's maybe a generational thing. It's just because it's new, and yeah, the older yeah. generation just don't understand it. Yeah, I'm probably part of that old generation yeah. now. That's <laughs> I completely, I completely get why people would just would listen to it and think um, oh, this is horrendous. But there's there's all sorts of different types of of grime. So like I say, I, I listen to a lot of instrumental stuff. So I can just be listening to mixes and there's no vocals at all. And like, no. you might enjoy some of that some of that sort of stuff. And is there some more like comedic grime as well? Um, Not maybe comedic's the wrong word, but. I don't know whether in a in a, in a song form, but. Um, like from from that sort of uh, culture, there's a lot of people who take the piss out of. Well, I mean Eminem. You could say a lot of his music is quite comedic. Well, there's videos where, weren't there? A lot, a lot of but videos. But the lyrics where. as well. And talking about yeah. controversial lyrics, Eminem. Some of the stuff Eminem used to say was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. How do you mean? Yeah. What can you give me an example? Well, um, he used to talk about beating women up didn't he did he yeah, his, his missus was it kim yeah yeah fuck i never really listened to him you said uh, i don't yeah the, there was like um yeah babies left in cars yeah things like that loads of crazy yeah. stuff but also what um what can get lost in um so people might hear a lyric and think oh i can't listen to this this is terrible whatever but Writing lyrics isn't easy and the way that they structure it and the delivery and the flow can also be appreciated on the other side of the coin, even if you're not into what they're actually saying. Yeah. But there's also a lot of people who can um who do grime and they're not uh, necessarily just going out and speaking about drugs, knives and no. So you can still find mm. you can still find stuff there's if it's a that. wide um sort of wide fucking hell, what's going on with my mic? There's a wide spectrum of grime, is what you're saying, and, yeah. and it's not all ultra-violent or glamorising drug use and stuff. That's it. But also, what, why I also listen to um, like dubstep is, I think, um, that's a lot less to do with MCs. Mm. So it's more just dark music in a dark room on a big yeah. fat sound system, and that's... There's not normally a nice vocal fun. track, is there, on dubstep? Not really, no. Oh. Not really. So um, there is a bit of crossover stuff between grime and dubstep. Mm. Um there's, it's not dubstep is not there's no it's not pretentious in any way there's no imagery to it at all it's just you it's all about the sound the sound yeah how would you um did you listen to our intro music <laughs> yeah you know when i was talking about americanized <laughs> us yeah. as, as a dubstep aficionado that was it how, was <laughs> how would you rank our intro music <laughs> Just be careful. I can point there. There's two of you. <laughs> Very good. I uh, I made that in Garage Band, I think. You made it on your phone. Yeah. In well, that was you. On the th- yeah, yeah. All oh, right. So I'm a bit of a producer myself. <laughs> ah, producer of shite. Yeah. 
Yeah, true. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was a Skrillex tune, so I like, wow, there you go. Whether you want to take that as a compliment or not, I don't know. All right, I would. He's very rich, probably. Yeah, yeah, I yeah he so, that's yeah. a compliment. Yeah. Was he the last of the um, famous rappers, <laughs> producers? <laughs> sorry, producers uh, to be not covered in face tattoos? Oh, why uh, are they these days? Yeah. It's like you, you run about cutting your beard before they don't have job interviews, do yeah, <laughs> so. It's all gone. What about, is Mark Ronson still a thing? <laughs> I'm, sure he's, I'm sure he's still alive. I think he's still alive, yeah. But he, he to my mind, he's the he, he was the first of this new bloom of people who are famous for being producers mm. rather than songwriters or performers. Yeah, so we would get outside uh, singers and it was, it was Mark yeah. Ronson feet. Amy, Amy Rhinehouse. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That makes sense. Mm. You're probably right. I bet he doesn't have face tattoos. No. I don't think he does. No, there's nothing wrong with face tattoos. It's just, it's just a, there's been a change. They're a bit more prominent those. these days, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Do you know, I don't listen to a lot of new music. This is my problem, you see. Uh, I listen, I put, I have Spotify at work mm. through, I've got like a Makita 18 volt site radio and it's Spotify. That's all right, that thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's Thanks a, it out, that they're the bomb. <laughs> they're the best sight radio you can get. The uh, thing is, you just get you just listen to your own usual playlist mm. that you build, and uh, you don't really take in new music. No. I would find through Spotify and things. No, um, I think there's a few playlists in there and stuff which you can you can get like new music. Something you get like, a, like a suggested playlist, yeah. like because yeah. you like his taste profiling. Yeah, because you like Brian Adams. Why don't you try? Uh, I don't like Brian Adams. That was a joke. <laughs> you know, you like Brian Adams. Why don't you try stop listening to music? <laughs> Why don't you try reading a book? Give up. Uh, Closing your Spotify account. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a Spotify actually. It's that, that's an interesting uh, way that music's gone as well with the streaming. It's mm. massive. The streaming thing. Yeah. Well, when we uh, a big thing that got new bands recognised when we were younger was MySpace. Yeah. Oh, that's how face, I started yeah. off. Yeah, that's how with I your own music or listening <laughs> no, wait, to music. This, this was just me uh, spitting bars, spitting bars yeah. over over uh, over beats. We used to just. That's how I got into it in the first place. Um, yeah. We used to just uh, people would 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 come with that. That's that's why grime was so appealing to um, young people, or because. All you needed was an instrumental and some lyrics, and that was it. And you yeah. could go on the on the yard, and, and people would get their phones out, and you just everybody would stand in a circle. And like, <laughs> we were terrible, absolutely terrible. But enjoying it, there, right? So we used to like. Um, I used to have a small uh, MP3 player, which was tiny, like this this size, and we just used to record tracks on there. You'd play the instrumental out, out loud on some some shit speakers and then just do that and then whack it on MySpace and that was how we started. You had a MySpace profile? I had a MySpace profile, yeah. So, Because yeah, that's where the Arctic Monkeys were found, was mm-hmm. MySpace. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. So that's how, so you started just sort of in the yard with your mates. That's it. Writing lyrics mm-hmm. when you're back in track. Talking, so talking nonsense. Yeah. Because that's all I, I'd heard other people do and you thought... That's what I need to do. How old were you been then? I was, I was in year eight at this point. So wow, been, second year. My balls hadn't dropped. <laughs> so what happened next? How did you get, you know, um, take it from that stage to the next stage? So I carried on um, just doing vocal stuff for quite a while um, until 
I only started producing say four, four and a half years ago or something. But um, so I went to college to do music, um, and I was still just doing vocal stuff. Um, with and I ended up working with ba- a lot of band stuff, and I was doing a lot of hip hop. But I was always from year eight listening to lots of grime instrumentals and dubstep, even though I didn't know what dubstep was at that point, and collecting songs all the all the way through and mm. I had a passion for collecting instrumentals and stuff like that. And in college there was a few um other people who DJ'd and I was like, oh, that was that was pretty fun. I've got a collection of music so I I got into that. So I started DJing at that point. And then um the vocal stuff sort of took a back seat because I realised that I needed to um these days to get bookings as a DJ, it's a lot easier when you make your own music yeah um why is that well it's 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 sort of changed these days i mean there's obviously the people like radio one djs and stuff like that who can get bookings for just being who they are or whatever but Mm. in my sort of scene people want want to see they want to see you play your own own stuff so you've got stuff that <coughs> nobody else has because it's my own and yeah. so the set's going to be a bit different to the person who's played before me because it's a lot of it's original mine. yeah yeah so um so i realized that i needed to start producing really um so yeah i started doing that about four and a half years ago in college that was in college that was, was just that was just after college so i'd started djing in college right. while still playing with a band um doing, right. doing gigs with a band as a, as a vocalist like a rock band we, yeah, we did a bit of we did a bit of all sorts, but cool. Um, I was I was rapping, and we had um, we had a singer as well, oh, like Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Not quite. But um, it was it, it wasn't as hard as uh, as Limp Biscuit. Not as uh, heavy metal. Not as nah, nothing. Wasn't new nothing metal. Along, nothing along them lines. I'll give oh. you some. I'll give you some links. There's some stuff on YouTube. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah. So I was doing. Yeah, I was doing a lot of. Um, a lot of hip hop stuff at that point, and then I just thought, like, my, I don't, I don't listen to that much hip hop. Um, I'm collecting all this stuff. I'm immersed in this scene. All I do is listen to radio shows of this sort of stuff. So why am I not getting involved in this? So that's when I started. Uh, I saved up, started working, doing what I'm doing now. Um, saved up for a year and got my equipment. Very good. What equipment? Uh, so I, I had um, <laughs> a MacBook, um, Logic Pro, which is Garage Band's older brother. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then a pair of a pair of speakers, and I bought myself some shitty little decks as well to learn on. Um, not as expensive as the ones we were talking yeah, about. Yeah. Well, these were like four hundred quid or something. Wow, it's still a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot back a lot then of as money well. Money to lay. It took yeah. me a long time to save up for it all. Yeah, it was like a year, a year and a half, and then I got everything and uh, yeah, started so from them. What are you actually tri- like triggering? Are you producing? Oh fucking! I don't what, know like what samples? Saying. You know, what, if you're playing live. Are you like triggering samples on the computer or something? Yeah. No, it's like if Cubase. I, if you I, just sequence, sequence. There the is people who do that, um, right. like and use Ableton and stuff like that, where mm. they can they can manipulate their own their own tracks live in. <laughs> it's, it's wicked to watch, but yeah. um, no, that's not. I, I I'll just um, I'll just mix on decks when I'm playing out live. Right, that's old school DJing, isn't it? 
it's it, mixing it's, the next track into the next. Pretty much. That's what um picking the songs. Yeah. And uh it's like a lot of the a lot of the mixing in, in Grime and though it's quite fast and uh mm. you can fling in tune after tune, you can fit in a lot in a in an hour. Right. So that's it's 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 fun. The reason I, I wanted to start producing was because I wanted to DJ more. Yeah. Because um that's what I enjoy doing a lot. So um yeah, I figured I had to how, start. How do you start with the producing then? It's a long, hard slog. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, how do you, what, where was your, like, your starting point? What's um, the first thing you do? Or does it d- differ from each song? Yeah, open up and try and make a drum loop or something like yeah, that. And then uh, you, you you start making stuff. And uh, I, I studied a lot of sound design stuff. So, like, synthesizers. So I could make my own, like, bass sounds and, and stuff like that. Um, so I started I started doing that. And... Uh, you soon realise that you can you can you can be quite creative with with all the stuff, but it still sounds like shit. Mm. So you have to learn how to do the mix down stuff at the end, which is uh, that's what takes a long long time to learn. I suppose and like still, mastering and yeah, and, right, yeah. Um, I, I still send my my tracks to get mastered off somebody else. Mm. Oh yeah, um, there are mastering boutiques. Yeah. And there'll be like half a dozen in Northwest. Yep. Yeah. Everyone will send them to these six places because mm-hmm. they've just got the optimum studio and they've got it in the ears as yep. well. They know what they're doing. Exactly. And it's like witchcraft. It's some you of these... Do, don't know what they're doing. No. Some of these people have been at it for, for like <laughs> 50, 50 years and they're still saying, I'm learning new things all the time. Yeah, it's like tuning a record, I suppose, isn't yeah. it? Like, like you would tune a Fuck. guitar, but you're tuning a whole piece. But yeah. they're, using, they're using blunt instruments. This is getting a bit nerdy for people who haven't been in bands <laughs> and done sound stuff. But they're using like master limiters and compressors yeah, and yeah. EQs yeah. on the entire track, but still picking out little things. It's it, it is fucking voodoo. Yeah, it is. That that's that's the thing, isn't it? They've trained their ear for so long. Mm. So when back then when I first started, I wasn't hearing this this stuff. I'd be I'd thought oh, this sounds great, and then you you play it next to someone else's. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't send a track to a to a DJ for. Something like two two years, two and a half years. For for non music nerds who are listening, it's like when you record a song, say it's a simple rock song, you've got a drum you've got your drums, which is maybe eight or nine tracks mixed mm-hmm. down to a stereo yep. track normally. And then you'll have your bass, you'll have a couple of guitar tracks, a couple of vocal tracks. Now most people could mix those levels to get them something about right. Yeah. yeah. Where you can hear. And then the next stage you think you learn about panning. So we're going to pan the cymbals left, hard, left, half, right, hard, right to yep. make this mm-hmm. kit sound stereo and whatever. It's and then you learn space in it. Yeah, yeah, spreading it out in the mix, yeah, but three dimensional. But they're, they're like the two simplest steps. Then you get like compression, how to use compression on a snare or a yeah. kick drum. <laughs> then EQ. Yep. Then you know ambient effects like reverb or whatever, and it just goes on and on and on and yeah. on. And, and then you. People so you get bringing new stuff out all the time as well, and so it's. But yeah. the mastering guys, they're like the fucking next level up from all yeah. that shit. They're on their own fucking plane of existence <laughs> <laughs> in the multiverse. Well, they've done <laughs> they've done all that for years, haven't yeah. they? and then yeah. gone on to the next stage. Because so. re- remixing is a big thing in grime and dubstep and mm-hmm. house, isn't it? Yeah. What well, so is that? Is that the same thing essentially? What is is mastering? As, yeah, no. What, so because I saw you've got some remixes up on like YouTube and stuff. Yeah, so remixing is um, so what you'll do, like you said, um, you'll have a, a drum track with nine different 
uh, things. So it's, it's a similar thing. When I load Logic, I've got tracks with with everything. Right. You different get on all it. the recorded tracks, and you get to remix them how you like. So they'll give me they'll give me um, yeah all the all the drums. They can give me the melody line. They can give me whatever. They bounce down the stems and give them to me. And then stems. I can, that's what I'm gonna stems. ask you. So you get like a drum stem and then a backing vocal yeah. stem. Everything right. separate, and then I can just do what I want. <laughs> but you can even split it down to like the individual drum tracks. Yeah. Fuck. So you can well yeah you've you've got down to your, your hi-hats and what like even if some some of them use like three re, or four, I'm three or four hi hats in one tune. So I'm gonna re EQ the hi-hats. Yeah. And that'll be part of you. Fuck me, that's it's just mind bending how much detail you can how much you can change the song just by remixing it. Yeah. So the, when you were saying about the um like the drums having nine tracks and a, a rock band where you've got say your, your drums, your a few instruments, your yeah. Um we, you can end up coming out of making a track and you've got like 50, 50 tracks. Yeah. <laughs> just little clips here and there and <laughs> just all, all sorts. Just be one line on a vocal, but yeah. that'll have its own track because we're not limited anymore. Mm. No, it's no. not hard. We're not recording to tape anymore. Yeah, yep. It's like photography gone digital. First demo I made digital. was on a tape. Yeah. Yeah. Reel to reel in a proper studio. Or, yeah. or even to tape, you record your own little demos at home. Yeah. Yeah. So you're limited, aren't you? Because it's a physical medium, the mm-hmm. tape. You're limited to how many tracks you, tracks you can have, aren't you? Yeah, we're so we're so lucky. Spoiled, aren't we? We're so. I'm I'm seriously spoiled because I've not. I never had to do anything like. And when we were talking about um, vinyl before, yeah, it's people lugging around big bags of vinyl to gigs. I don't have to do that. I have a USB yeah. stick. I'm um still some people do go and. Do you, vinyl, do you get this thing that people say that vinyl's warmer? It sounds better. Um, Can you tell <sighs> the difference? Not really, but I think, yeah, it's meant to be, um, like it's the analog feel, isn't it? Analog, yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's, it's meant to sound warm. I'm sure sure the the, the mastering engineers who are on about can can yeah, tell. Can't nice. they? Chalk and cheese, man. <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> I'm sure they know. Do you record this in your bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking shit. <laughs> Yeah, they'd laugh me out the studio, wouldn't they? It tweaks one EQ knob and it turns into Abbey Road. Like. You know, this Fuck. this week is the uh, first time since 1985 that vinyl sales have, have outstripped. I was going to say CDs. I think I might say CDs still. Yeah, 85. Yeah, 85. Yeah, 85. So yeah. since 85. CDs don't seem to be no. prominent I, at all now, do they? No, I think they've died. They've, died. they've gone the way of the mini disc, haven't yeah. they? I mean, the, the, the whole um, physical thing of it, the vi- having a vinyl feels much better than having a CD. You can burn a CD yourself, can't you? So yeah. You've yeah. <laughs> had a vinyl burning in I, your laptop. <laughs> can you imagine? Cylinder. That's a point, Come actually. On. There's, a, there's a, um, a couple of lads who I know from Preston. Um, they run a, a vinyl cutting business oh, in, right. in, in Preston called The Cut House. So if the anybody, Cut House. If anybody's listening and they want to... Uh, press some tracks to vinyl. Then well, I'm listening. There you right. go. <laughs> yeah, 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 they do. Because um, there's a, there's a lot of um, bigger future guests. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah they'd, they'd be up for that. Um, there's a lot of bigger companies who who only will press up like 300 copies or something, but they'll do you like a, a one-off or 20 or oh. a one-off. Yeah. It's like <laughs> oh, fuck. I can make my own vinyl. Yeah, you definitely. can cut. Your, you can cut your own stuff to vinyl. Cool. That's ace. Yeah, what, what's we, the company called? It's called the Cut House. And it's in Preston or outside? Based, based in Preston, yeah. Fucking hell. That's great. We could have an episode on vinyl. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe not an entire episode. Well, could, I, could I shoot it with a gun for a video, <laughs> maybe? You, yeah. can, you can bring your dad's collection. 
Oh, fuck. Get their classics out. Yeah, House of the Rising Sun. Can you overwrite these? <laughs> Do you ever listen to the Beatles? Um, occasionally. I used to. There was one album that I used to listen to, um, the Magical Mystery Tour. That was the album that I listened to, but otherwise not. It always fascinates me because you know how limited they were when they were producing the music. Yeah. And they only had eight tracks. Yeah. And it was all overdubs after that. Yeah. And if you fuck up, <laughs> you've just recorded this entire song. Oh, yeah. I think the master, work, the master tape were like that. You won't be able to erase that fuck up. I think they were one of the first the first lot that started getting really creative with, with what they were doing in, in terms of effects and stuff like that, weren't they? Well, they stopped playing live yeah. in order to basically just live in the studio. Yeah. It was all about the record rather than the live performance. Yeah. That's quite... Can you imagine, like, they were filling Shea Stadium, the PA systems. There was No one had built a PA system big enough that yeah. could handle 60,000 screaming teenage girls at Shea Stadium. And they gave all that up. So we're not playing live anymore. It's, gonna, uh, it's all about the recording. Well, you'll probably know, though, won't you, being in a band... There's nothing worse, is there, that when when you when you're out playing and the sound's terrible, because yeah. it makes yeah. you look shit. And I don't, we don't need any help. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Yeah, not, not the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what were you saying about the the sound being shit? Well, just when you put when you play in a band, it's it's when you can't hear yourself and, yeah. uh, and it's just a big muffly mess out front. It's, it's the worst. It's horrible, yeah. yeah. So. You can, yeah, I, I'm just saying I can level with the Beatles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they're brilliant to listen to. I love them. Mm. They're my favourite band ever, the Beatles. Okay, great and band. a lot of it is from a production quality. Yeah, if you're a production nerd. Yeah. But yeah, I, I only really, um, yeah, I only really listen to one album fully. So do you actually make your own... Sounds like snare sounds, or, you, or is it tweaking existing? You sounds? can do, but I'm all, I mostly just use samples. I'm not one of these. Uh, there's a lot. Of, there's some people around in there going, "No, I'll make my own snare drum by banging on a table and yeah. recording it." Like purists, which is fine. But yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll make a lot of my own um, <coughs> my bass lines and stuff like that from scratch, yeah. from a synthesizer. Yeah, it's that like a MIDI thing. It's um, the, the, it's not it's not hardware. It's soft. It's like software synths on the. Really? Yeah, on the computer. Fuck. You can get some uh, some good stuff nowadays. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm spoiled because. So you'll just sequence the against the keyboard down the left hand side, I guess. Mm-hmm. Software keyboard. You'll sequence notes and lengths and yeah. things. Yeah. Um, my MIDI keyboard's broke now. You can, but you can play in, play in stuff as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, I bought one for here, didn't I? Before we had <coughs> the the pads. Yeah, like a USB, USB and a, one and a keyboard. Yeah, yeah, that's alright. Yeah, mine's broke now. So I remember. Do you remember Daniel Bedingfield? I do. Yeah. Do you remember his when his album came out? His first album that he won the awards for was this the one we've had got to get free. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember it? I don't, I don't remember the full album, but I remember that. There was, there was quite a fuss when it came out because I think it was he made it all in his bedroom. Right, and that was. You know, it's uh, it's yeah. when this home studio yeah. revolution started, maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. All the price, you used to have to buy like an eight-track recorder with a hard disk or a SD card or whatever. And then the it's it's got to the point where you need less and less hardware and it's all done in the box, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, like I say, we're very lucky. 
mean, it's not cheap. The 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 software, the actual well, the software and the computer and stuff like that. But yeah, we're lucky that we don't have to. You can you can do it in a in a small back room. You don't have to have loads of space for your for your compressors and your limiters and then all your um, sims and stuff like that. Yeah. So. yeah. What do you do for monitoring when you rec- when you're mixing? Do you use headphones or do you have to use speakers? A, mi- a mix between monitors and uh, and headphones. Yeah, and then. I'll reference it to another track. So you know, like I was saying before, when um, I used to I used to play my tunes compared to another one, and they just sounded absolutely terrible. Yeah. So now I'll, I'll get an, another person's track who I know is it's a reference. Uh, is the dog's bollocks, and then reference it to that and try and get it as close as you can. Ah. Do you know what's been the reference for rock music for the last maybe twenty five years? Um. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, killing in the name of. Really? It's, it's regarded as basically like the perfect rock mix. And all the big studios use that as their reference track if yeah. they're mixing sound, not Soundgarden, you know, some, yeah, yeah. some rock band, current <laughs> rock band, who I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that Rage track is meant to be like a, like the perfect mix. I bet mixing, mixing a Rage track is <laughs> hard work. Yeah. Why do you think? It's, it's, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there. a lot going on. I would say there's not. Really? There's not a lot Do of you tracks. That's a that's a compliment towards them then if they can make com- uh, That's uh, why they're so if, good. If they can make simplicity sound so good. There's there's the drum track, bass, the main guitar, and maybe a solo guitar and mm. vocals. And it, it don't use backing vocals. I mean yeah. there's there's maybe five or six. That's a, that, I think that's probably an issue though, and you find that a lot with um with production. You can overproduce. You can try and overcomplicate when it just doesn't need it and then it ends up getting really messy. Because we have the freedom of the computing power and yeah. being able to have 128 different tracks on your song, mm-hmm. that means uh, you're saying that's maybe a detriment? It can be, yeah. Because you just end up adding things for the sake of it, don't you? When simplicity sometimes works a lot better. If you were reduced to eight tracks, you would you would put in what's important yeah. and leave all the... I can definitely relate to that. Yeah, that's how it can get messy. I had a little eight track, like a Korg eight track recorder, hard disk recorder. And uh, I was playing in a band and we recorded the band and I put like 18 guitar tracks on it because <laughs> I'm a guitar player. <laughs> 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 and we're, you know, the first two would have done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's so. I can. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's self indulgent, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Can get that, yeah. Yeah, you can you can definitely go over the top. I think that's what that was. That was one of the you have a you seem to have like mix mix down breakthroughs when you're learning. Mm. You do it, it's like a light bulb moment, and I think that was definitely one of them. I'm doing far too much here, and uh, reining it, reining myself in yeah, a bit. Less helps. is more. Mm-hmm. I think if you can get um like if you can get away from it for a week or something. I mean, you used to say sleep on it. Yeah. But I think the longer the better. If you revisit it in a week, once your ears have, list, you know, reacclimatized, yeah. and then you'll think, what, the, why the, what the fuck was I thinking there? Yep. <laughs> why did I do that there? You know, hundred percent. The amount, the amount of times I've, I've, I've made something, gone to bed thinking I've just made the best track I've ever, <laughs> ever made in my life. Woke up, listened to it the next morning, and it's a pile of shit. Oh. <laughs> oh. Do you do a, do you do a lot of collaborating then? No, not really. No, uh, with, oh. I'll, I'll, I've. Collaborated with uh, a couple of MCs from London, but um, in terms of production-wise, not really. No, I don't like. I don't like it. You're control freak. Probably, <laughs> yeah. But there's um, there's a few other local um, producers who who make a similar sort of stuff to me. 
but they all use uh, they all use Fruity Loops and I use oh, Logic loops, yeah. and I go on Fruity Loops and I just feel like a complete amateur I can't do anything oh, I feel yeah. out of my depth so it doesn't tend to work so I could do with some people who, who use Logic around there maybe yeah, I thought you'd collaborate with vocalists maybe quite a bit. And yeah, I've got, I've, but that's that's a lot easier. I can just make make something and then send it them, and they can do their thing. And it's oh, you don't it's even a bit, have to be in the same room. It's a bit more separate, right? But I suppose I suppose eventually, if you if I get get some more free time and I can actually go down to London and, and work in the studio, yeah. it'd, it'd be that'd be good. But at the moment, I can't really do that. So it's just um, yeah, it's just send send them send them the track and they do their their own thing with it so you're still doing live dj sets then if you got any on the horizon yeah i'm in manchester next um monday some sort of stu- st- uh freshers oh, it's freshers. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man next uh yeah next is it next monday <laughs> well my boss doesn't know this yet so <laughs> 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 tuesday morning i'm not gonna be there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's next next monday um and then after that, I think we're a bit quiet for a bit, actually. What's this Beat Boss thing? Beat Boss. So, so yeah, so in, in Grime, obviously, a lot of, a big thing is, is, is has always been clashing, which we took from, uh, like, uh, reggae and uh, dancehall and stuff like that. So if you've ever seen a, them have a sound clash. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, so it's like a tune tune for tune. And yep. the crowd decides who's which 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 tune they decide uh, which tune they like better and they they win the sound class. So Grimes always had that sort of thing going on, but the MCs more more did it. Um, so a few guys who run a a, a radio station called Mode FM down in uh, London, um, they started something for the pro- strictly for the producers, no MCs involved, and uh, so it's basically just a our, our version of a sound clash, right? Um, and it's been going for a few years now and it's grown and grown and grown and now it started in the radio station so it was just like a room like this and they'd all meet up and have a sound clash what do you mean a room like this there is no other room like this no that's true <laughs> yeah sorry hope for the best <laughs> so they all meet up and yeah they, they just went tune for tune um and somebody so, so there's like rounds first round second uh semi-final and uh final um and yeah the, so somebody comes out as the winner and it's just grown and grown and grown. Uh, the last one was eight, the eighth edition of it, which is the one I did um, down in London. Last year? Uh, this year, March. This year? March of this year. It was in uh, Tottenham. So they've, they've it's now in a live venue. It's, it's a live thing. It's in a full venue and the crowd come to see it. And How yeah. does producing work live? Oh, there, it's not live. You go with your tracks ready. So um, there's eight, eight producers get picked for it. Some people have to qualify for it and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's That's how they woke up. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> so then there's a draw beforehand. So you know who you're facing in the first round. So you can then make tracks that are applicable to them, that person. And then the round, if you get through that round, you then go on to a remix round. So they give you a list of tracks, obviously a month or a month and a half before and say remix three of them. And then, so if you get to the semi-final, you'll go tune for tune with the next person. And then if right. you get through that one, it's three more tunes at the end in the final. Fuck. Yeah. So it's And is it all down in London? Yeah, it's all in one night. In one night? Mm-hmm. Wow. One night. <laughs> Fucking hell. One night only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 uh it's 
hectic. <laughs> so is it not till March next year then, the next one? I think the next one's uh, going to be sort of the end of this year. It's not really a, a rigid schedule in, in terms of... It's end of this, this year? Point, yeah, the end of this year. Right, so coming up. Coming up. Christmas songs. Christmas Christmas <laughs> remix. I don't think they go down very well. <laughs> Mariah Carey remix. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> So are you entering this year? Yeah, you. If you've won, if, uh, well, I won the last one, so I have. Fucking to, hell! Uh, you won it last year, so I have to go and uh, defend from oh, the title. Have you got a belt? <laughs> no, no this, uh, <laughs> I, I thought I'd get a trophy, but there was no. <laughs> Fuck! Defending champ. Yeah, so I've got to go back, and it's a nationwide thing. Yeah, there's producers from all over the all over the country who, who, who get involved. Yeah. Bloody hell! It's I good because go because there's like um. It's it's like I say, most most of the focus is always on MCs, and this is just nothing to do with MCs. So it's all about producing. Have you got something for MCs? What? Oh, be loads, loads <laughs> for MCs. <laughs> no, no, I said, have you got something for MCs? Oh, right. <laughs> no, um, are they hard work sometimes? Yeah, they're hard work. Yeah. Sometimes, some of them, are, some of them aren't, but a lot of them. Are. I think you've you've got to be slightly egotistical to be an MC, haven't you? Yeah. To an extent, I'd agree with that. Yeah, um, that's been in the front man of, ba- uh, of a band, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've met a lot of wankers who are front men. I'm fucking in a band with three of them. <laughs> <laughs> what three front men? <laughs> no, three wankers. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a band together. Yeah. So it's just yeah. A, a bit of a, I was going to call it a sly digger. It wasn't even sly, was it? No, no. <laughs> well, you left me out this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a five piece. <laughs> yeah, it's a five piece. They're all in my rucksack. So is there fucking a, carrying him. Is there a lot of band me. politics? No. No, we're only right. joshing. We're only joshing. But in the past, fucking hell, I've met some right. Oh, yeah. And I used to be a right twat. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with a few JDs in me. Yeah. Turned into a prima donna wanker. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm convinced that men don't mature till the age of 30. Present company accepted. <laughs> Jordan's, I don't, I don't Jordan's under, under 30. <laughs> I don't know. I'm behaving. <laughs> There's some scientific basis to this, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, immature prefrontal cortex. Twenty-five-ish. So the pre- prefrontal fun. cortex is dis- is um, part of your decision making and yeah. rationality and stuff like that processing, uh-huh. and it grows in different rates between boys and girls. So girls' prefrontal cortex starts growing, uh, start finishes growing around the age eighteen on average, right. eighteen to twenty, whereas in men, I think it's twenty-five, twenty-seven. Mm. Right. That's why insurance premiums used to be higher for young lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less risk averse. More chance to take risks on the road. Yeah. Showing off in front of the mates. Mm-hmm. We've all done it. Yeah. We? <laughs> and that's why insurance used to be because because boys so take longer to grow up. Have they stopped doing that now? Yeah, because so of EU Directive one five one dash two three. You can't discriminate between on basis of, of gender. Right. What even if there's scientific evidence to back it up? Yeah. No, but we we're, we're intersectionalists. We don't believe in science. <laughs> yeah. We gender is a, gender is a social construct. What's it? What's, <laughs> what's an intersectionalist? Oh fuck! Right, it's where the inter the intersection of different uh, 
like a Venn diagram. Minorities. Right. So, um, men and women. I'm a woman. I'm persecuted. Right. I'm at a disadvantage because I'm a woman. Yeah. Is that fair? Well, you're not, but some people would say they are. I mean, you're not a yeah, woman. Yeah, I'd say that was <laughs> a feminist would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. All right then. Well, I'm a black woman. I'm a woman and I'm black, mm-hmm. so that's a different section of what's the word? Right. Were you groups? No, they're they're persecuted because of an inalienable uh, prejudice. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Well, right. I'm not just a black woman. I'm a black woman lesbian. Yeah. So sexuality, that's another way that people can be persecuted. Yeah. 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 And it, well, all right. Well, uh, I'm a, a, a female lesbian, black lesbian, ginger. Shit. Because <laughs> gingers, <laughs> ginger people have been persecuted. You can make that argument. Yeah. Ginger kids get oh, picked on at school. Get some shit at school. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not just that. I'm a female black lesbian ginger left-handed person. Yeah. Because left-handed people get, you know, it's like different levels of yeah, persecution yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just goes on and on forever. Uh, and yeah, so you get to the minority of one yeah. the individual. We're all different. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we're all going to get shit for different things. You know, it's like you might catch shit because of your beard. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You know, everyone, we're all oppressed. That's that's the moral of the story. We're all mm. oppressed one way or another, and you shouldn't, you know, use that to prejudge other people. No. So that's we've gone down a bit of a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get on to that? So I've learned something. <laughs> you asked me what, um, what intersectionality an intersectionality was. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to anybody listening. <laughs> I won't ask any more questions. No. We were talking about something light. I don't know before I that. don't know where we were before that. <laughs> Uh, we, we were talking about the um, the battles, the producer beat battles. Boss. Beat, beat boss. boss. Oh, beat boss. I don't know how the fuck we've gone to Who knows? Oh, right. What's up? Producer prejudice. <laughs> MC prejudice. Oh, yeah. that was oh, it. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. a black lesbian ginger MC. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We know a friendly MC. We do know a friendly yeah, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's joined, uh, baritone. Baritone. Well, we know two then. So Mike... Oh, we got, yeah, Mike. Yeah, we know Mike. He's he's uh, retired. He's he retired. battled Pro Green. Yeah. yeah. Mike, uh, when uh, Pro Green was famous as a battler, weren't he? Before yeah, he got what big. was the thing that he did? Um, it was before Don't Float. What was it called? I can't remember the name of it, but I know exactly what it was. The tournament. One, yeah, it was um, It was like a freestyle tournament, weren't yeah. it? Yeah. He came yeah, and freestyled right here on yeah, the podcast. Jesus. We've got it on record. Yeah, that's good. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Freestyling is tough. Yeah, he did well as well. It's like three minutes of it. It <laughs> might as well be fucking voodoo to me. Absolutely. Oh, you can spit, uh, say them words and think of them so quickly. It's mad. No he was just looking around and like picking. Cause he was picking stuff on the walls. Yeah, we were talking about like Red Dwarf or t- Arnold Schwarzenegger and just picking things out of the room. That's an art, isn't it? Yeah. It's definitely. magic. How on earth you do that? It's like the brain works differently or something. Yeah. It's like a special skill. It's instant pressure as well, though, that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Having somebody, people staring at you. Go on. (laughs) You've got pro green on the other side of the fucking thing as well. Yeah. You're going to get eaten alive here if you choke. So did he do all right? I think he lost lost twice, maybe, to pro green. I mean, he won the national 
yeah. uh, the northwest. Yeah, yeah. And went down to London to fit final and maybe lost to the final. I don't think there's any shame to in, in losing it's to Pearl Green, is there? <laughs> I was fucking laughing my tits yeah. off because it, it, it was comedic as well. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was, you know, making jokes about mm. your, be- your beers. <laughs> 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 Yeah, a bit of cool. stick in it, this bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's gone now. Like, it'll, it'll be back. <laughs> it's like a it's like a Spartan beard now. Yeah, you, you've lost 11 square. inches. 11 inches have gone. It used to wow. be down by his tits, that it's, beard. It's a navel grazer. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a sensitive subject, this. At the moment. It's fine. It's coming back, man. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> Why did you shave your beard off? Because um, I went to photograph a wedding yesterday. In Birmingham. you didn't want to look I like to look a bit posture. You didn't want to look like Gandalf. <laughs> well, not, yeah, not yet. It wasn't going great fast enough. So. <laughs> not enough magic. <laughs> it looks tidy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, with the with the with the happy at the wedding. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, no comments. <laughs> no, no, no beard-related comments. <laughs> they tend to be busy with other stuff. They should, they should have got what, like getting married. Yeah. <laughs> I went to my mum and dad's fiftieth wedding and do this week. Uh, today, <laughs> this yeah, afternoon, it wrong. Did he refer to it as a life sentence? <laughs> no, he didn't. There was no speeches. No speeches. No. Fifty years being married. Fair Can you play. imagine that? that is, Fair yeah. play. My mum was nineteen. It's crazy, isn't it? Just doesn't happen these days. So they get. No. Um, what do you think is the average age of getting married now? I was twenty-nine. Right. I'd say you're about on the button with yeah, that average. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonder why that is? Well, for me, it was because I wanted to be sensible. I wanted a job tied down, a bit of money. Yeah. We didn't have to um, save up. Well, we had to save up, but we didn't have to borrow any money for the wedding or anything. Yeah, I just wanted it to be kind of secure before you go into that. Yeah. So I guess it was just. I guess my prefrontal cortex was uh, <laughs> fully mature at the Can time. <laughs> I think. Um, Back, way way back when, I think there was a lot of social pressure when there as well to be like your, your mum and dad would be at you going, why are you, why are you not married yet, blah, blah, blah. And people would just, straight lot, away, that was the done thing, weren't it? A lot of it was shotgun weddings. So if you knock a girl up, yeah, you do, yeah, yeah. your dad would say, you're going to do the right thing, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the right thing being to marry. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't. Yeah, you're right about the social pressures. Definitely. No, I haven't just uh, spend the rest of their life hating each other. <laughs> There's so many people who I who I work for now, uh, old couples, and they just hate each other. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. Absolutely hate each other. Apparently, there's been a big boost in. I think they're calling it like silver divorces. Right. People who are getting divorced in the 50s and 60s. Really. They've had kids. They've stayed together for the kids. Yeah. And once the kids have fucked off at 20, they've said. It turns out we don't fucking like each other, yeah. do we? So empty nest divorced. syndrome, and then who's syndrome? Empty nest syndrome. When when your kids leave, yeah, leave the house, and then kind of kick it around. Got, I guess that, that was your, that was your focus. Yeah, mm. yeah. And they must realise that they've got nothing in common, mm. and then it's like, well, well Terry I, and Jean. I actually <laughs> hate spending bed. time with you, so we'll, <laughs> we'll sack this up. Yeah, but then I think back back then. Um, there was no people weren't getting divorced, were they? Because no. such and such down the road might say, "Well, oh, have you seen that?" But yeah. like nowadays, I don't think people are as bothered. Are they? It's no. a lot more common. No. I think it was maybe actually logistically harder to get a divorce back then. Yeah, would that be fair? Yeah. Oh yeah. So maybe more paperwork back then. Definitely, you probably had to see a priest and 
And well, definitely if you if you had a Catholic wedding, yeah, you would definitely have to see I a priest before getting divorced. Maybe back then you probably couldn't get divorced. Full stop. If you were Catholic, yeah, that's <laughs> Unless why you're Henry VIII. Yeah, I was just going to say well, that's he, he why. He, well, that's why you started Church of England. Didn't yeah. You? So we could have just the eight. Yeah. There you go. Mm. So where, how did we get there? It's just not bloody. You can't. You, you got to try not to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> head. Thinking about tangentially, <laughs> tangentially speaking. Tangentially. <laughs> I got a started a great book this week. Oh, is it this? No. Because <laughs> I no. started this about <laughs> twenty minutes ago. I got this book about King Arthur, right. like the history of King Arthur, and it's uh, this book's like um, rewriting the history of the British Isles. It's crazy. It's all about whales. Whales? Yeah. Dolphins? Yeah, King Arthur <laughs> was Welsh, and Merlin was Welsh. Celtic? Welsh. Born in wow. Wales. Not Celtic, that would be the other side of the ocean. The so, so well, no, because Wales, Scotland, Ireland, and Cornwall, if you listen to them, um, all profess to be Celtic origin species <laughs> areas. <laughs> maybe maybe further back in time. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the Romans talked time about the Celts. the Celts. Yeah. yeah. All, the, all of Northern Europe was dominated by Celtic tribes. Mm. <laughs> sorry, I like I know anything. Sorry, about. Jordan. Jesus. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't profess to know much about the yeah. <laughs> Celtic tribes. No, <laughs> Celtic producers. No. <laughs> and there's, a, I think there's a there's a there's a Celtic harp preset on, uh, on Logic. There you go. <laughs> See that. So you could, yeah, I could make you a make you a Celtic Celtic instrumental probably. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you look at being a druid once? I went to Glastonbury <laughs> this year, and uh, it was a weird place. Right. Um, it's a very strange vibe in the in the town. Every other shop's like trying to sell you cloaks and wands and sort of stuff. Magic um, wands. Yeah, and then um, I went on a walk one day with my daughter up to the top of Glastonbury Tor, mm. uh, which was ace. And again, that was weird as well. And I thought, oh, this, this place is kind of oh, cool. Oh, thank you very much. So, uh, like I said, it's got a really weird vibe to it. So I went in one of these shops just to have a look around, and I found this like um, this book that they were selling off for like fifty p, and it was an, an ancient uh, like first level acolyte, whatever it is, druidic manual, and you could like manual <laughs> sort of a manual, yeah. So it was it was for like initiates, so the, the basics of level, druidry, fifty yeah. p. So I thought I'm having that. So yeah, I got that. Are you hooked? A, no, there was a, there was like a um, uh, an application form thing at the back, and you send it off to Edinburgh to the, the College of Druidry. Is it a Druidry perspective? No, it was it was the actual text, the the the, the stuff you follow, I guess, to to get your initiates thing. So I sent oh. it off anyway. No, you I sent it off. Like, yeah, of course I did. <laughs> nice. But I've cut my beard now, though, so they might not have me in. <laughs> no. no, so. That's right. weird. Yeah, I'll send anything off. <laughs> Worth a try. Play for out. Are you are you one of them people who enters the competitions on ICV? <laughs> no, no, I'm still I'm still mourning the loss of CFAX and uh, <laughs> CFAX. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, CFAX. Oh. I remember that. I used to check the football scores on that. Yeah, yeah. Bamboozle. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, quiz of the oh. week. Did it come out once a week, Bamboozle? Or was it every so. day? No, it was it's once it, a week. It wasn't it? every day because I remember remembering the answers. And then <laughs> I think I show my brother and go, yeah, I know this. I know this. <laughs> yeah, they were like 48k graphics, I missed it, weren't they? Yeah, Probably less. less than that, yeah. So when did that go? C-Fax? Internet must have killed it. Killed it yeah. Like that song, Buggles, Internet Killed the C-Fax page. <laughs> <laughs> Remix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the internet's changed everything, hasn't it? Yeah. So like we were saying before, with, with, with music, it's... Um, gets a lot of bad press doesn't it the internet for certain things but with music it's it's helped us massively do you think it's helped do you think it's helped the individual artists though yeah napster (laughs) (laughs) yeah yes and no to an extent like i've uh, i wouldn't be able to do do what i do now without like there's people there's a lot more people who listen to me in say America and weird obscure. Same with this. Like Same with podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Then there it's is more in America than over UK. Here. Yeah. So that's good because we couldn't have done. I couldn't more have done exposure. That. More exposure to an extent, but then uh, like we we're on about streaming platforms f- uh, before. I don't think there's as much money in it for the. Next to fuck all. Well, there's nothing. Is there something well, stupid like not point not not one p yeah. stream. Yeah. Jim Jim there. told us the other week. He says every time this charity record gets streamed, I get not point not 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 one p. Yeah. You, so you, people don't own music anymore, do they? So unless we were talking about like buying a physical product, like where's all that money going to? Do you think? Uh, well, the CEO of Spotify, probably. <laughs> well, it used to go to the record companies, didn't it? Who were selling physical copies of CDs. Yeah. An album used to be twelve ninety nine. Mm. It's a fucking lot of money. Yeah. I suppose there is always examples of people getting shafted by the by the man doing <laughs> music because there's people used to sell the soul with a record deal, didn't they? Yeah. People would get a. Sit, get it flashed in front of them and oh yeah deal and then it'd end up you'd, you'd never own any of your music ever again for the rest of your life and the record company had all the power didn't it yeah you know we'll we'll make you the next fucking Bon Jovi son <laughs> and uh, they, they ended up you borrow all that money mm. like when you're touring and re- that when you record your first album that's borrowed money that you owe the record yeah, yeah, the ad- advance, advance yeah. Yeah. yeah the advance that's yeah. it and the uh yeah, they can they can drop you at the drop of a hat, can't they? I think a lot of acts these days have to make the money through live performance, don't they? Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Yeah, people don't buy music anymore. The um, I think obviously the people who are getting fifty million streams are obviously going to see see some money from it, but um, the people like myself who are getting absolutely nothing play wise, we're not going to see any money from it. So you have to. You have to be uh, on the live circuit, don't you? Yeah, definitely. The thing it, that it is is it's, it's a great leveler, hasn't it? It's 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 yeah. reduced the barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. So anyone with a microphone potentially and a, a laptop can make a tune yeah. and put it out into the world yeah. on Spotify. It's it sort of made the the, the overnight celebrity a thing as well, and it when people go viral, like they can go. You'll see a Facebook video where they've made a tune, and then they'll go viral, and then the next day they're on Gangnam Style. Everything. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. There, there's loads of examples in there, and uh, where people have just seemed to come come up. Thing on is, the music used to go viral over the radio as well. Mm. Do you remember Wigfield Saturday Night? I do. That started in the holiday camps in Spain, and these the clubs used to play it in the resorts. 
And then it spread across Europe and became a number one in every country in Europe. That's crazy, isn't it? That's See, but that would have probably took a lot longer then. The word of mouth thing is a is a bit... It's like when they say now um, people can... Like music so so quick now. It's like people can can drop a, a an album, and then the next week people are going right. What's next? Yeah. It's like whereas back then you'd build it up for ages and ages. Maybe drop a single here, a single there, and yeah. then it'd take like two years for a, a video here and a video there or whatever. But now it's like it's all instantaneous, and everybody wants something else the next week to listen yeah. to. So instant gratification. It's uh, I don't like that about music these days, really. Yeah. yeah uh, there's this thing where the album's died, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. So people used to make an album. Well, they used yeah. to make concept albums, which were more to the extreme. But an album would be like a snapshot of that band's career mm-hmm. from that for those two years. Because it would take two years yeah. to write and record an album. Yeah. Whereas now, like you say, it's it's just more and more consume, consume, isn't it? And yeah, just a sing- like a lot of um, like the rap, the rap stuff, and uh, it's just drop a single in a video just straight away there yeah. you've got millions of views and just oh this is now available to buy here or stream here and then the next week they could do it again yeah do do these guys like the the big commercial successes now mm. i don't know who the fuck they are is bieber still a thing <laughs> but whoever so it's gone off the rails eh? do they still yeah. make <coughs> do they still make albums i think some of them do yeah i mean i think ed sheeran still makes albums to me it's more of a traditional yeah. position i guess i it? think there is, yeah there is still there is still albums about yeah um but like i say people are that's a dying fiend, art fiending for the next the next one like two weeks later so it's, that must be disheartening that to spend two years on an album and then <laughs> you put it out and then a week later people are asking you right when, next. Is ne- when is, <laughs> what's next I'm done with this yeah. technology has sped up the way music production works hasn't it yeah so that's that means that the the taste for it is going to grow at the same rate, I guess. Yeah. Things are going to change. People will stop making albums yeah. sooner or later. It's it's all about just the single, I think, isn't it? We're just Our a song. massively impatient generation as well. With you think? Every, with everything, yeah. We want everything now. So with music, that that's well, in in terms of the album, it's terrible for it. Isn't it? I think its days are numbered. I can't see it uh, surviving the album. I love an album. It's a shame, isn't it, really? I used to have like a favoured side of a cassette on a, a cassette album. I'd, yeah. I'd always listen yeah. to one side more than the other. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know whether that was just because that's First the way half of Bad, Michael Jackson. Yeah, exactly. It's better than the second half. Is that just the way the media was fed to me on cassette form? <laughs> so there was like a yeah, there was two sides. And then when CDs came out, you could pick which tracks you yeah. listened to. Yeah. You could skip and then bad. now you skip. just buy the track you, you don't even bother with the rest yeah. of it, which is why... Yeah. Bill's saying the album. Yeah, you can just scroll through. Pick, oh, I like that one, and and that one. That, I like the first and the eighth track. I'll take them. And then yeah, eventually, like the first half of this song, and then the middle eight from here. And yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I suppose that's, that what, gets, that's, that's what what's coming next. Remixing yeah. Yeah. That's what's coming next. I don't like the verses in that song. I just want the choruses, and people just buy the choruses. Of so that you could song. just oh, buy the stems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking ringtones. Well, it is a shame, isn't it, that the concept album's going to die though. If that's the that's the thing. Yeah, that would be. I'm sure there'll always be a minority of like purists. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> like him. Who'll do it. Yeah. I would. Yeah. 
And I that's, suppose we're only fed the, the, the big stuff, aren't we, as well? You know it probably is going on. You've just got to root it it's, out. It's well. commercialism against artistry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The commercial pressures are to shrink everything and mm-hmm. vol- it's all about volume. Yeah. And, and the more you perpetuate that, the more artistry you l- lose. Mm-hmm. Whereas if commercial... Uh, if commercial concepts aren't valid or aren't regarded, then the artistry can then have the room to get better and better. Yeah. Do you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah, but who's going to eliminate the kind of commercial side of it's it? It's all about value. People can spot value and people are willing to pay for something that they find valuable. Mm. So... You know, if someone's listening to all this shit music on the radio, these sound bites and pop music, they will appreciate even more your concept album yeah. about a druid. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's They'll pay even more for it because it'll be so much rarer. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just um, getting it to the right, trying to find the right audience in it and getting it to them, which is a lot of the issue sometimes because I think. A lot of people in, in in my generation that they're unwilling to give a lot of things a chance as well. Mm-hmm. So what's in their face is what they're gonna listen to. Yeah, they're not gonna diversify and, and go and try and root something out. So the big problem is getting that. the exposure, isn't it? The barrier yeah. to the exposure. So like YouTube are a big gatekeeper, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, what else? Twitch. Uh, That's more gaming. But yeah. And also the thing of um, like on on radio these days, you can you can actually people with the back the financial backing have obviously a, a lot more of a you can pay for a radio plugger who's going to get your tune on Radio One's playlist. So you, you so all these big record labels they can go to somebody and say I'm going to give you this much, but make sure you get me on all these big playlists. Yeah. And like, so it's, yeah. that sort of takes away a bit. It, it takes away the value of the of the disc jockey. So a Radio 1 DJ, they don't pick any tunes anymore, do no. they, that, that they're going to play? No. It's just a playlist that they're given. And so it's that devalues that a bit, doesn't they're it? They're more for the personality and the vocals, yeah. aren't they? And like Chris Moyles, yeah. what, Radio 1 DJs aren't hired on what music they play. Mm-hmm. It's more about the personalities, isn't it? Yeah. Apart from maybe later on at night. Yeah. Well, it, it used to be John Peel, didn't it? Whispering Bob Harris. Yeah. Zane, Zane Lowe used to have a show oh, late, there you go. late night on Radio One. Yeah, there is, st- yeah, there's a, st- there's still, but yeah, it's like t- they're, they're all playing at like one in the morning. These people yeah. now, yeah. So I don't real and and I don't think anybody's listening back, sort of thing either. It's that with Radio One, it's just what's what's happening. Who listens to radio these days though, apart from plasterers? <sighs> yeah, I was on site. That's about it, isn't it? Site lads do a lot. Yeah, Rock FM. It's a sad state of affairs. Jonah and I work with <coughs> listens to Radio 2. That's all right. Yeah, so we we have Radio 2 on the, in the van. Your, your uh, boss, mm. he's a Radio 2 man. Well, we we just comp- we sit there and just complain about the radio, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we do. <laughs> so, yeah, even... Well, that, that's a shame as well. Even Radio 2 is now becoming Radio 1 Mark 2 because <laughs> it's just, just playing... 
playing it's more and more modern music, yeah. isn't it? Radio, yeah, radio we sound the, we sound like dinosaurs <laughs> here, don't we? But well, uh, we are. Jeez, you're I not. Listen to Radio Four. <laughs> I think your prefrontal cortex is is bigger than we we presume. Yeah. <laughs> You've matured. You're having a midlife crisis. Yeah, Ray it sounds Jack. like Ray it. Talking about. I know, complaining about Radio 2. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Where do I go from here? I use Spotify at work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, if, I just sorry. Listen, sorry. Um, I just seem to listen to podcasts. Oh, I really need to get onto this. You're, you're a big podcast consumer. Yes. Ah. Yeah, I'm, I'm deep in a, in a, in a in serial <laughs> podcast at the moment. <laughs> Now, th- this is the true crime thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is huge yeah. in the podcast world, Massive, isn't it? Massive, innit? Massive. I've never listened to one. Have what, you what's the thing? What's the attraction to it? I don't know. I might just be a weirdo, but yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You're not, because it's a huge well, yeah, global thing. I'd, I'm not sure. It's just reasonably interesting, isn't it? Did you watch Making a Murder on Netflix? No, I need oh. to I need to watch that. I think maybe this the same sort of thing. Yeah. It's definitely blown up, hasn't it? Is it? Is a true crime podcast a series? A series of podcasts? Yeah, there's there's loads of there's just loads. I'd listen to. No, but I mean, is it is it a series on one crime? It started with Serial, didn't it? That was the first. The first one was called Serial, and it was about what's that fellow? Adnan Akhenaten. I can't remember his name, but he was. Involved in some sort of crime, and they were trying to uh, <laughs> they were trying to exonerate him. I think through this podcast and right. finding out the finding out, trying to find out new evidence to try yeah. and get him off, and and I don't think he, he got off in the end. Right, but that's exactly the same as making a murderer because the TV show thing was about trying to get this guy out of prison. Yeah, mm. probably on evidence shouldn't have been there. Yeah. I don't know how that ended. Did he fight. succeed with that? No, they're still inside. But right. the thing is, it's happening in real time. Yeah. So I'm following the lawyer is Catherine Zellner, and we're following her on Twitter. She we got she did a tweet like yesterday saying big news on the Stephen Avery case coming out on Monday. Right. Right. So it's happening in real time. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It's strange. But uh, true crime podcasts. Is it like several podcasts on one crime? Or is it uh, you can you can do if if they've uh, if the murder counts massive they'll do a two part <laughs> 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 but yeah it's yeah there's and then they'll just move on to the next one and the next one and the next one but um there's there, there's a lot of like um true crime ones where it's not just about serial it's just about how they how they solved certain crimes how they got to the bottom of stuff and that's pretty interesting as well um but I listen to a lot of podcasts from um designated radio stations that play my sort of stuff as well uh, so they'll just be two hour mixes from a certain dj and i'll just listen oh to that. right so right. you can get podcasts in that um domain as well cool. yeah so just sort of pure content from the radio show yeah in in podcast form so it's just yeah because i'll, I'll miss want. it like i say a lot of the time it'd be on when i'm at work or it'd be on late at yeah. night or something so i'll just get up the next morning download it on my phone and it's almost it like there. iplayer isn't it so you can exactly. watch back exactly that yeah but only the bits you want because like the the radio uh two one podcast mm-hmm. whatever whatever they'll have is um you know all this all the talk all the news everything is, is stripped out the stuff you're not going to be interested in a couple yeah. of days later 
and you just get that pure yeah content yep and you can just with a click of a button bang there yeah. it is so that's decent mm-hmm. yeah it is good there's you can listen to find a podcast on anything these days there's millions there's this is a seven episode rule as uh, not a rule but like a law of podcasting it's something like 90% of podcasts or 99% of podcasts don't make it past episode seven. Blimey. Well done. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're way past that. Uh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, that's good. I like podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Uh, no Agenda, which is like a news topical oh, one. Oh, yeah. No uh-huh. uh, what else do I listen to? Joe Rogan still? Not, no. Not so much, no. Falling out, I love Anything it. Anything on the Smodcast Network? That was the first podcast I listened to. No. First podcast I listened to was Ricky Gervais. Oh. Right. Yeah. I think he was like the podfather. Yeah. Well, he brought it into the mainstream anyway on iTunes. Back in the day when you used to get podcasts only on iTunes. So when was that? That would be maybe early 2000s. Because I, I, I seem to like have only, in, in terms of, Podcasts where it's just people sat here talking. I've only really got into that. And I, I think it's blown up a lot in the last couple of years, really, for right. me, for what I've seen anyway. So Yeah, I think so. Um and I didn't even I didn't even know what a podcast was until maybe five five years ago. No. No. Well, it's getting more exposure in the mainstream, like BBC will promote their podcasts and yeah. things. Yeah, That's yeah. helped a lot, I think. BBC sounds yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good good medium. Mm-hmm. Well, it's unique, isn't it? Mm. Podcasting, like talk radio. Yeah, I used to listen to a guy. I think he was on. It was Long Wave, Long Wave six six six, maybe. <laughs> Not too far Atlantic two five two. He might have been two five two. He was like a talk radio DJ, and it was a phone-in show. And it just seemed to fascinate me, yeah. listening to these people who were phoning in, and you get to real, you get to recognise the same people phoning in each week, yeah. and then you get to know these people's <laughs> personalities. <laughs> <and> it's like, <laughs> you you get you get strangely drawn to it. Yeah, it's weird. Have you ever listened to LBC? That's is that American? London. No, no, it's uh, well, no, it's not. It's global now. It's on the um, uh, on DAB. Right. But that's that's pretty much all. Well, it is all talk radio, and yeah. and people. Have Phoning in, mostly complaining about Brexit. <laughs> you know, for the last, well, that'll be after a bit. <laughs> Who are the main uh, presenters on LBC? So Eddie Mayer has gone over to LBC from. He used to be on Radio Four, yeah, um, doing PM. Uh, who else is on there? Well, the, there's isn't Farage on there? There's a Nigel Farage. I might there. have seen <laughs> some video. Did he did he put like clips on YouTube as well? Is the video clips? There on will YouTube? be. Yeah, they yeah. do have a YouTube. Yeah, presence. yeah. There's is Nick Ferrari. I don't know. I think they're all old DJs or um, personalities. Right. They've all kind of been around the the block. I say. But Reese Mogg's got a show on there. It's yeah. It's really weird. Jesus. I know. I know. <laughs> Just slouched back with a microphone. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. big. It's big nowadays, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely changed um, changed the way people consume music as well, hasn't it? Do you think podcasting? Well, we've just had a cease and desist, haven't we, from Warner Music for Shit, playing yeah. some. That didn't take long, did it? Stuff. How yeah. you got a copyright claim if it's your your well, tunes? Because no, we're, we're no, playing no. like Bob Marley and stuff. Oh right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, we're fucked up. 
Yeah. So uh, so it wasn't the new new dubstep classic. No, we'll yeah, work we'll on that. It. We'll have that for next week. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Screwfix the other day in Bamber Bridge, and uh, Supergirl opened the door for me. Supergirl. Supergirl. And I look over and Thor is behind the counter. I went, what the fuck's going on here? And I oh. walked in and went in the tradesman's entrance and this blonde sort came up to serve me in she outfit. I said, what's going on? It's superheroes day. But the Comic-Con was last week, I think. Oh, it was superheroes day. Superheroes day. Yeah. I'd be fuming if I was going into work and somebody said, right, next week you have to dress up as fucking Superman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. I don't think I get paid enough to do <laughs> Shit. Uh, I used to uh I used to work at Argos. Oh yeah. And uh like the they used to make you do some demeaning things but never never to the extent of dressing up as Just a superhero. Like uh, standing outside handing ha- hassling people to take catalogues was pretty low. <laughs> Fucking hell, they're heavy, them catalogs. Oh, oh, bloody hell. Is I remember August uh, catalog used to be about two inches thick. Yeah. Is that in the days when you had the rival, Index? Oh, so <laughs> yeah. Used to get, he used to have an Index catalog and an August catalog. Yeah. I don't remember That's Index catalog. Oh, do you not? Oh, no. right, yeah. It was £3 cheaper in Index. Everything was it was £3 cheaper. August catalog was, was great entertainment, though, weren't it? Sat there reading that. <laughs> I remember... Uh, the Argos catalog coming out, and I think it was maybe 1993, and it had under the games consoles Sega Mega Drive, Whoa. Mortal Kombat 2, 39.99. Wow, <sighs> big bucks, forty quid back in them back in the big money mid nineties, no early no. early nineties. The price of video games though hasn't changed, has it not? Well, no, because it's still it was forty quid for Destiny Two when it came out. So if you Gosh. think. I think a few of them are starting to take the piss now. Uh, yeah, just cause five, four, whatever it was on the PS4. I saw that for seventy quid. Yeah, when it came out, I'm not having that. That's nuts. What a step too far. Step too far. Yeah. Can I draw the line somewhere? Dude. I think FIFA have just done done a similar thing. I think they're seventy, eighty quid now. Jesus. I don't even. I, I've not even. I've got a three sixty that I've not turned on for uh, five years. Do you not video game? No, I used to. I used to do quite a lot, but no, not not at all now. We meet up online every Wednesday night and play Destiny Two with the headsets on. Yeah, <sighs> it's quite good. It's a good laugh, isn't it? Fucking nerds. Yeah, to rip yeah, each other a bit. And yeah, it's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like this, really. But <laughs> 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 with doing something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've not played not played anything for ages. You yeah. get PS Four for about two twenty now, two thirty. No. Yeah. I'd just end up getting addicted though and never do <laughs> never doing anything. So it'd be it, it wouldn't be productive, I don't think. You've only got so much time in the evenings and uh how are you gonna spend it? Well, oh, it's one of them, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Video games are like a quick, easy fix, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. In that addiction way. You can get addicted. When I was in school, we did all we did was that. Just go home and like you said, meet up, and get your headset on. Everybody was on, and then get on Call of Duty. And Call of Duty, yeah. It was back in when you were in school, Call yeah. of Duty was a thing. That was it, yeah. Right from from I think I got um, a three sixty in in year I was in year nine, so I'd have been about four, fourteen years old, thir- thirteen, fourteen, and um, 
Yeah, that's when Xbox Live first, when we all first got Xbox Live, so you could stick a headset on and speak to everybody, and yeah. we, that's all we did. It was addictive. Yeah, definitely. Well, there's people who um, played like World of Warcraft and you on the on the news. People just, play. in fact, I'm sure I read about people in Japan playing playing it a certain video game. I don't know which one, but mm. they were, they were just playing it for days without eating. Oh, and it, but you know they were. He was sustained in the virtual world, but they couldn't look after themselves and they just Jeez. killed over at the end of it. Yeah, I don't think it ever got that bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a few, there's a few times when you'd start you'd start playing at six six at night and then uh, you'd like snap out of it and it was three in the morning. You'd yeah, think, oh, yeah. Fuck. yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, we're bad. Them manager games, like Champo, Championship oh, Manager and Prem Manager. Football Manager and all them. There's just so much detail in them. Yeah. You can just get lost in the minutiae. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, no. Lloyd, he's got a hamstring pull. Fuck. <laughs> I'm have to drop him. I'm have to drop him next week. Fuck. I'm going to have to bring a youth player in. Did you ever get angry? <laughs> I ring the coach up. Ring the youth coach. <laughs> Did you ever get angry at them yeah. games? Yeah. Oh, they used to send me mad. <laughs> yeah. How have you lost this game, lads? <laughs> Fuck's sake. It's just dot swimming around the screen. I know. <laughs> You've been well drilled, boys. You know not to make them mistakes. <laughs> I've done 10 seasons of this shit <laughs> we, there was a guy who, who brought the record the Guinness World Record for the longest game of Premier Manager or Championship Manager because it works you like you play out a full season mm. and then the, the post season where you you know do some work on the stadium or whatever <laughs> renegotiate your sponsorship deals was he one of these guys who won won the Champions League with Accrington Stanley <laughs> in 2035 well, that was funny it's like after I'd taken Blind Spartans to the Premier League tail. <laughs> <laughs> and then I then moved to Barcelona. <laughs> I moved to Barcelona where they named the stadium after me. Uh-huh. And then uh, after, you know, a spell at, at PSV that I'd rather not talk about, I went back to <laughs> Liverpool. You know, it's like, fuck, you know. But this guy had been playing, I think he was... <laughs> he was like in a different century. He was like the, the year 23. <laughs> He's still playing championship manager <laughs> with his team, like, and he brought the Guinness World Record for the longest game. I just oh thought, my God. He lo- his, his marriage failed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of marriages that have failed due to gaming <laughs> addictions, games, yeah. though, isn't there? Do you reckon? Yeah, probably. Spending all the money on games and then not talking to the wife when they get home. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think I'm at risk of that. I'm quite happy. We have one bin, like... What, how long did we play for on a Wednesday night? Maybe two and a half uh, hours? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Seven bad, till ten. It? It's not a lot. No. But I don't feel at the at the at risk of being addicted like I'm waiting to get on to get back on. No. no. I don't know, maybe it's something you grow out of. I think I think so, yeah. Because like I say, I was completely addicted when I was in school, but now I'd I've not I've not switched it on in five years. No. You probably enjoy it on a different level now. Probably. You know, it's like uh your little thing that you do in yeah. your in your room, in your corner, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> a little hobby. Just, <laughs> switch it off now, but yeah, I couldn't back then. We were completely addicted. Yeah. And Mega Drive. I think this Mega Drive was maybe my first console. I had a master system. That was before the Mega Drive, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. What was your first console? P- PS1. PS1. That was where I came Crazy into the taxi. game. A crazy Taxi, uh, Crash Die Bandicoot. Hard trilogy, Die Hard Trilogy. That was a fantastic game on the PS1. I don't think I had that. What else did I have? 
Spyro the Dragon. Spyro. Um, Parappa the Rapper. Do you remember a random game called Pandemonium? Did you ever oh, have no, that? No. What's that? It's just well, I I just think you just used to run up stairs and jump over stuff, and that was pretty much it. But I absolutely loved it. <laughs> Tony Hawk's skating Tony game. Oh my god! Spent so much time on those <laughs> yeah. games. Yeah. Soundtrack was amazing. Yeah, it was. I think the, the, the first one I got was the one with the Ace of Spades. Um, oh, head, yeah. Was it two, maybe? Might be two, that one, yeah. yeah. Just remember learning all the tricks, and then when you're nailing like a proper, decent combo, you're like, yes. Smashing the button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then after a while, when you become like a <laughs> sweat lord, <laughs> <laughs> and you just, you're just going around for fun, just smashing yeah. all these high scores, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> that, that 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 buzz that you get when yeah. times times four times yeah. and then <laughs> all those yeah all those multipliers yeah that was a good game actually you can collect all the letters in horse or whatever it was yeah. in in one yeah. combo ah <laughs> Tony Hawk uh, was at passport control I think the other week and uh, the lady took his passport and said uh, Tony Hawk oh like the skateboarder <laughs> he went yeah. Just like the skateboarder to <laughs> get off it. Uh, yeah, that's cute. Yeah, he's old, though. He? Listen, he's old. He'll be fifty he's got like odd, won't he? Massive dish in it. He was on Jackass, I think. Do you remember Jackass? I do remember Jackass. Uh, I remember <laughs> he's got a huge like crater in his arm. Like you know, you've got two bones in your arm. He's he's got like a, a big gap from from skateboarding injuries. I just remember Jackass, like people drinking shots out of this. Oh, my oh God. My God. Yeah, I, have you, the, speaking of podcasts as well, have you ever listened to Steve-O on any, on, on any podcast? I've heard no. him on Rogan oh, once. Uh, yeah, was it Rogan? He's on Rogan, yeah. yeah. I think he's been on the Mike Tyson one as well. Um, he's got some wild stories. Yeah, he's led a life, hasn't he? Steve-O. He's, he's completely sober now. Is he? For something like, I think it's 10 years or something. That's good. Wasn't he <coughs> trying to get into... <coughs> Stand up. <laughs> <laughs> he still does comedy. He, he still he still does shows where he still does a lot of mad stuff, like setting himself on fire and right, like live cans on his head. <laughs> didn't he start in the circus? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. You went to uh, clown college. You went to clown college. Clown college. And uh, yeah, and then eventually he got into Jackass. And uh, after Jackass, there was Dirty Shan- Sanchez. That yeah. was a different group of guys. That were was they Welsh. Welsh. Yeah. Welsh. Some Welsh nutters. They took it to the next level, didn't they? I think they? they were a bit weirdly, it sounds daft to say it, but I think they were a bit more hardcore. It was less it was less polished as well than Jackass. Jackass was well produced. Yeah. It was MTV, weren't it, Jackass? Yeah. I've never I've never watched I've never watched Dirty Sanchez. Are people still making them programmes? I don't think people so. just hurting each other. Is it all probably cause an uproar now, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah it'd be yeah, YouTube, wasn't it? It's just well, even YouTube. Do you know what something. freaks me out on YouTube? The guy, the the Russian guys hanging off buildings. Oh, oh horrible watch. to watch that. <laughs> Fuck oh. me, horrible. He's just got a GoPro on his head and he's walking down this I beam, and he's like five hundred foot in the air, yeah. and then it then he hangs off it, and then he goes one hand, and then two fingers, and you think, oh god, I don't, don't want to watch you die. It's horrible. It is. I can't. I can't watch it. I have to. Uh, Strangely addictive. <laughs> <laughs> them, them YouTube wormholes. <laughs> You're familiar with the YouTube rabbit hole yeah. wormhole. Yeah, I've been there. What's your um, wormhole of choice? <laughs> wow, 
I've not been on one in a long time. But you, well, d- music ones, you you end up getting to some d- weird, like yeah, like some some Russian folk music. <laughs> you think, why the fuck have I got here? How have I got here? Yeah. There's one of my mates. He he, he loves it. He loves a YouTube wormhole. He just watches football hooliganism videos. <laughs> so, I, do you know what one of the last wormholes I found? <laughs> it's called uh, TV license goons. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's when. You know, people, if you don't pay a TV license, yeah, yeah. it's people recording when the TV license goons come to your house. <laughs> and it's just weirdly addictive. <laughs> oh. What, the excuses that people come out with? No, they filming them. They know the rights and they don't have to let them in. Yeah, it's yeah, not the yeah. fucking police and it's people ripping. It's weird. It's just strangely addictive. Well, there's loads of them videos, isn't there, where, when, uh, when <laughs> people know the law better than police. So they'll, they'll, they'll cringy, aren't they? Somehow, yeah. like, I'm a man of the land and all this shit, and like they end up somehow getting away with it. And I'm an inalienable, inalienable human being or yeah. something. I'm a man of the land. Yeah. yeah, there's loads of them as well. You can get down a wormhole with them. Well, it is weird, isn't it? You get born and then you get given a birth certificate and then you're in the system. Then yeah, you're not a human being anymore. You're a number. No, it's weird. So uh, I won't try and take on. Fuck the police. police. (laughs) Yeah, YouTube rabbit holes. I like uh, a good conspiracy theory wormhole. Conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's your what's your favourite? Oh well, I don't really. I'm not. I've not had one for a while. See, I remember when uh, when the nine eleven conspiracy theory started. Yeah. It was um, a film called um, oh, what's it called? Zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not it's seen that, but my my friend who's big on conspiracy <laughs> theories, he's uh, he's into that. It's like the gateway drug, mm. Zeitgeist, this film, because it makes you question everything. Mm. You know, the foundations of Judeo-Christianity. So, so are, you a, are you a flat earther? <laughs> Christ, no, no. No, I just enjoy a good conspiracy theory. Um, the JFK one's a good one. Mm. What's that? What? Well, yeah. <laughs> Nipple? It's hand sanitizer. That isn't. It is. Oh, well, it's probably just a bit of scum. Just wipe it off and use the hand sanitizer. Fucking girl. Christ. Issues, issues in the studio. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. What about conspiracy theories? Whoa. What? No, it's right. <laughs> What's your favourite conspiracy theory, Ben? Uh, I really have one. You don't like any. I like them all. <laughs> um, the big, the, the I would say the three biggies, the four biggies are moon. <laughs> yeah, man landed on, didn't land on the moon. Yeah, nine eleven, JFK, and something else. Diana or Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> well, Diana, prin- the death of Princess Diana, that's yeah. a conspiracy theory, isn't it? I, I, I believe so. I'm so gullible with loads of them now. <laughs> like, fancying myself as some sort of anarchist. Yeah, the government definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's easy to get sucked in. I know, there's, there's always evidence supporting all sorts. This uh, Jeffrey Epstein, that's oh, another yeah. conspiracy theory that's relevant, isn't it? Yeah. Topical. I'd, I'd, they do get away with some stuff, though, sure. Like, his C- the CCTV camera was uh, not working on the night. Oh, uh, yeah. He died. All the time, yeah. Convenient. Yeah. Yeah. It depends how cynical you are sometimes. Maybe. 
Yeah, you can get, you can definitely go too far. With you it. can find conspiracy in anything, mm. pretty much, can't you? Yeah. yeah, there'll be any subject you can think of. There's probably a conspiracy theory about it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I some of them must be true. Uh, no smoke without fire. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, there must be. Do you Do think, think it's got more prevalent with recently with um, yeah because kind of rejecting expert advice and stuff. Maybe. People don't listen to experts anymore. No. The government don't listen to experts. No. Jeez. <laughs> oh, there must be a few great current political conspiracy theories. Like, what the fuck is going on in Parliament? That's, oh God, it's a, it's a mess. It is a mess. There is no... With a lame duck Prime Minister who can't call a general election. Mm. He's, just, he's just held ransom. He can't mm. do anything. I saw something about him. These three, these three defeats that he's managed to rack up in twenty-four <laughs> hours. It usually yeah. takes people ten years to do. So this is carnage, isn't it? Yeah, I can't say I'm clued up and I know exactly what's going on. So uh, <laughs> don't think any of us know exactly what's well, going on. Well, they don't, do they? So <laughs> yeah, we're the, fucked, aren't we? yeah. I think they're making it up as they go along. Yeah, mm. it's so inept, isn't it? Mm. But saying that, everything's still running. The country's still running. It's not like we've missed them. No. They've done pretty much nothing but Brexit for the last three and a half years, no, and the funny. world hasn't ended without them. It's not like Mad Max or anything. Do you know what we should do? We should halve the number of MPs, at least. Let's cut the legs off. We don't need 600. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we don't need 660-odd MPs. We should halve it. No. Right. Too much. But the, just even the, the actual, when you when you watch Parliament, it's... It's like a lot of kids screaming at each other and Prime Minister's questions. Just, just, just like a bit of it, like an insult, and then a. It's, just, it's <laughs> pathetic, isn't it? Really? It is, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not exactly all pulling together for the for the greater cause. Is it? Order! Order! There you go. Yes, yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Peter Bone. <laughs> fucking hell! Why was that so loud? <laughs> Mr. Peter Bone. It's out of whack, isn't it? I'll try again. Mr. Peter Bone. Yeah, that's better. He starts low, doesn't he? He does, yeah. John Burko has got the, a voice of a demon. They're trying to... Uh, oh, I'm not going to talk about... Trying politics, to get rid of him, bucket. aren't they? Yeah. Trying to get they're rid of Burko. against him in the, in the election. In a, they're going to stand against him in uh, in his seat, which is not something you would normally do because the speaker's not a part of any party. So he usually stands unopposed in... By elections and things. Yeah. What? So they're trying to get. So they're going to talk about it. Yeah, the speaker um, is it? an MP. Angela Ledson wants to stand yep. against him. Yeah, he's an MP, but he he stands well, unopposed. Oh, well, he's not. Right. He's, he's, yeah, he's he's independent. Independent. Yeah. Right. Supposedly. Supposedly. I like John Burko. Do you? Yeah. Why? Where do you think he leans? Order! <laughs> where do you think he leans? He's a. Uh, I suppose he's more liberal than. Than the conservatives would like him to be. Right. He's a conservative, but he's a remainer. Right. And it's in the Conservative Party's interest for us to leave the EU. That's why he's unpopular. Yep. It's very it's very opaque, isn't it? Yeah. The world of politics. I don't think us th- three sitting in here can make any sense of uh, what's really going on. I wonder, you know, 
I would like to get some really good memoirs of ex-politicians who've actually told the truth about what it's really like, what really happens down there. Mm. Well, I've got a mate who uh, who is a conspiracy theorist, and he reckons by the time that I, that we die. We're going to get some very juicy stories from a lot of these guys because they don't want to die with all this on their uh, on their conscience. So eventually some crazy stuff is going to come out. So wow, he's just rubbing his hands together waiting for all these these guys to be on the deathbed. It's going to be some conspiracy theory wet dreams going to come out <laughs> in the wash. Yeah. I can I can imagine why he'd want to believe that. I just uh, I just if there was anything that bad, I just can't see them ever letting go of it and letting it get you out. In the well, there's only domain. been a couple um, couple examples recently of whistleblowers, aren't there? Who was the guy? Is it John? S- what's his name? Snow. Snowden. The newsreader. Snowden. Oh, Edwards. Uh, I yeah. called him John Snowden. John Snowden. Fox, <laughs> he uh, knows nothing. You know he knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Snowden. Edward right. Snowden, is that right? Yes, Edward Snowden. Who's the other one? The uh, Ecuadorian embassy guy. Right. Julian Assange. Assange, he's not there anymore, is he? Is, is, is Snowden still on the run? In, Snowden lives in, in Russia. Russia he was in Russia, Bernie, yeah. yeah. With John McAfee. No, I don't know. <laughs> There's a conspiracy theory around John McAfee, surely. He's, there he's is the several. Conspiracy theory. Yeah, he, he, he went on the run, didn't he? Across Central and South America. Uh, it was over a murder, and it was to do with him and his neighbour and his neighbour's dog, uh, or him and his dog. I think maybe the neighbour killed the dog, his dog, right. so he killed him. That's like the conspiracy theory, but he essentially got away with murder, but had to go on the run and live in international waters and all this shit. Yeah, for years. He he, he did a podcast with Joe Rogan via satellite phone from like <laughs> the jungle in Bolivia, <laughs> something crazy like that. But he's a mad fucker. Yeah, he's John mad. McAfee. Have you ever heard no, any I interviews with him? No, I've never heard of he's him. A, he's the you, do you remember McAfee antivirus? Yeah, yeah. That's what that's that's, that's what came into my head, but yeah, I thought I was being daft. <laughs> yeah, so that's him? Yeah. All oh, right. He sold out, made a million, multi-hundreds of millions, mm. and then it all went tits up. Right. Madness. He's been on a few podcasts. You'd, you'd like him because he's I'll crazy. Have to, um, <laughs> I'll have to listen. He's quite... It's a bit right wing, would you say? Uh, yeah, bit of a yeah. gun, bit of a gun, <laughs> gun nut. Yep. <laughs> but so he's American. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he made his fortune in antivirus. He did crazy. Yeah. I suppose it makes sense if he's a security advocate that he's into guns. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's got like a big compound, doesn't he? And well, he used to have a big compound, and he did I don't know if he still does. No, I don't know don't how he's doing. Uh, Living in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Movable box. <coughs> well, what time is it? It's uh, ten past ten. Should we wrap up then? Yeah, it's ten past ten. Yeah. When the fuck did it's that happen? Conclusion. Yeah. We'll we'll uh, we'll reconvene next week. Yeah. Episode ninety nine. Don't know what we're doing. Ninety nine. Maybe we'll have Matt so. back if his wife's recovered. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Jordan. Yeah. Thanks very much for having yeah. me, guys. Pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. What are you going to do for your hundredth episode? We we're going to do like. A well, we've got a few ideas. We'll, we'll keep that one under wraps. We'll, we'll let them know next week. We could do a five-line style phone-in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we could just do a yeah telethon. <laughs> it's going to be on a Saturday, so we'll be it's getting be drunk. It's going to be a Saturday, anyway. yeah. It'll probably be a Might lot longer a bit messy. than it usually yeah, is. Yeah, it's definitely going to get messy. Right. Probably won't be fit for public consumption. It won't be. We might have to ban episode 100. <laughs>
We could release it on vinyl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Little plug again for the cutouts. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking brilliant idea. Yeah, yeah we'll we won't do it then. We'll just record it and put it on vinyl. Oh, we'll just go. We'll just go and say you can try. buy it if you want it. Limited to five copies. Yeah. A thousand pound each. <laughs> so should we do episode 101 in two weeks' time? Yeah. All right. I like this idea. No, it'll be 100 in two weeks' yeah. time. Yeah, it will, but we're not going to do that. We're going to go Yeah, we're going to do it. 99 101 and just not have it mm-hmm. no, we'll, we'll have to release do it. it on vinyl we'll have to record it still though yeah we we'll will have to <laughs> come here and do <laughs> it it won't be numbered <laughs> in two weeks it won't be numbered though we'll not release it to the to the general yeah. public no it's going to be on vinyl yeah. okay there you go I haven't even got a record deck I can't even watch it I've got one you can't watch it <laughs> <laughs> right fucking hell eavesdroppers it's getting late we're going we're off. Thanks, Thank Jordan. You. Cheers. Thanks very much, guys. See you later, guys. I'm too late clicking the button. Oh, it's coming in. Well, that sounds too bad, actually. Dubstep. <laughs> <laughs>